give up. You know, it's the 24th anniversary of The Sopranos. I mean, you know, there are kids listening. When I say kids, people younger than me and younger than Ryan and you, of course, who have no clue what The Sopranos is. You believe that? Is that crazy? Anyways, uh, we will uh, continue this conversation with our man, Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Pop, why don't you give it a start? What were the? (laughs) What's your guess? What were the odds that the Lions would make it to uh, uh, the Super Bowl back in August when you were in Las Vegas? Uh, You know they they were definitely an attractive pick. Uh, A lot of the the betting sharps saw how they finished the season, saw Mm -hmm. kind of that crescendo they were on, and really bought into all the draft equity, all the young players, loving the fact that Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, was coming back. So they they certainly were an attractive pick. I want to say their conference price back. Back then was somewhere in the 12 to 1 range um but yeah i, I mean for, for them to kind of look the way they do in doing it for that for the defense to have kind of stepped up turned into a, a top uh, run defense unit i i don't think too many people would ha- have had that on their bingo card that being said mm-hmm. they're still a seven point underdog and i think most people still fancy the 49ers to, to advance here I, i'm proud of you aj you you picked them back in august it's it, you know i might have but you know this is still an uphill battle there's a you know, there's a lot of good football today on sunday and believe it or not actually it's going faster than i thought there are games the only games today both uh championships you know and the chiefs I don't know why I don't like them as much as I used to. I think it's the hype, all the crap going on in the background. That's a, you swi- know? That's a swift decision. <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, Pat, I, I, I feel like the Baltimore Ravens have a better all-around team. Uh, might be out of all of them playing here on Sunday. But, you know, when you watch, when you watch Dan Campbell and his post-game conferences and just – Talking about grit and how these guys play, um, it's it's all American, fun, you know, Detroit. I mean, it's just something about it. I like this blue collar stuff that he's preaching. I don't know if there's anything to it, but I gotta say, they got a lot of heart, it, and it's authentic too. It's funny. Uh, one of the best follows on Twitter slash X is a guy called Big Blue VCR, and he just plays old clips of the New York football giants, and he put up a clip this week where Jeremy Shockey and Dan Campbell are sitting next to each other during that horrible playoff collapse against Jeff Garcia and the 49ers, and Dan Campbell just punts his helmet. Huh. And and he's got the long flowing hair, and it's just like, man, this guy is authentic. Like he was this, he was hitting the caffeine and whatever else back then. You could see this guy; he's just just juiced up. Yeah. He's the same guy with a shorter haircut. And it, what what it validates is someone preaching a certain thing, a certain culture. And oftentimes we we only reflect on culture when it's been successful. And we often don't look at the process. And for whatever reason, maybe it was hard knocks. There, were, it, it seems like there's been a bit of a microscope on Dan Campbell and his culture, and you know, derived from the great Bill Parcells and these these Giants coaching trees and, and Sean Payton. And, and I think to see it actually be successful while being under the microscope, and candidly while being made fun of, because you know he's he's your typical juiced up jock who's just he wants to go out there he wants to drop the pad level i mean we all remember him when he took over the miami job many years ago and it was a news story that you know to get the team back on track they brought back the oklahoma drill in practice and it's like that's the kind of guy he is and 
you know, when it works, it works. And I guess, you know, we're watching a scenario where having all these ex-players around, having all these people who can speak on the experience, and it's working. And, and quite frankly, Jared Goff kind of is the perfect quarterback for them because he's also the retread, right? He also was throw, kind of thrown away. This is his second chance. And you want to, we keep talking about it. We discussed it last week with, with McVeigh, but imagine being traded and the team that's trading you away gives the other team all these first round picks. That's got to be one of the most insulting things that can happen to a professional. And so, yeah, good on all these guys. Uh, it, gr- great to see it happen. Now, it would be a lot nicer, and I think most of America is probably rooting for Detroit this weekend because, uh, yeah, 49ers have kind of turned into the evil empire in the NFL. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody and, likes and, an underdog. And you know what? They Look, at this is a tough one if I had to choose and pick. You know, you pick either with your heart or you pick with your brain. Sometimes the brains don't work. But, you know, you just look at that Cowboy-Packers game. But, you know, look, at I, I got a question for you. And, you know, first of all, just so you know, you talk about Dan Campbell – and the way he plays, and I feel like it, it kind of, it, it, his players got to get they they feel the same way. I don't know the way he's coaching them, but not only do they love playing for him, but a little bit of that has bled out into the way they process and the way they play and and, and plan for their games. You look at it. I mean, like Jared Goff, in my opinion, is the only guy, maybe Lamar, but really the only guy here who is not afraid to get hit. And honestly, he gets hit a lot. He's been hit a lot. There's They don't make him like they used to, Ryan. And maybe that's why I got an issue with Mahomes because he hates getting hit and he always complains when he gets hit. Um, Brock Purdy's kind of guy. He gets up, which I dig. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, I'm going all out with the boys that just want to, you know, take a beating and give a beating. That's what I'm – I want the old school flavor back. Well, you sound like Mike Ditka. <laughs> I want to – and, you know, Josh Allen plays that way, which I was really disappointed to see, you know, him, them lose. And the way they lost – and I want to get your opinion now on it because, look, it, it's been a big, you know, discussion in all of sports media in the, over the last seven days. You know, is, is it an overreaction that, you know, that was his last chance – uh, to get it done did he lose the game for the Buffalo Bills because he had so many opportunities to just get that first down and not go for the big play what's your takeaway here um, and uh, you know I'd love to hear it so just go ahead yeah I mean I certainly the the it does feel a bit uh, modern day football takey to immediately look at his contract see that he's about to represent a much larger percentage of the cap and say well it's going to get harder for him to win now we don't know what the coach situation is going to be like we don't know what players are going to be back this was kind of the closing of your proto your, your your stereotypical rookie contract quarterback window that being said what have we learned in the national football league if you have a dude that's a dude you're in contention every year so I think will Josh Allen be one of the quarterbacks fighting for championships every year yes will Josh Allen put too much on his shoulders and maybe be the reason the team falls short in the end maybe I don't know if that was the story this year and I certainly don't think we should be discarding Josh Allen going forward because the bills are in a worse salary salary cap situation. The salary cap is, is like voodoo. It, it's witchcraft. I mean, just look at some of the things that some GMs are able to get away with And Oh, by the way, it goes up every year. So there's always some wiggle room to figure it out. 
I think Josh Allen and the Bills will be fine. I, I have a fun theory that Dable was really his brain, and when Brian Dable left to go coach the Giants, Josh Allen's slowly been regressing. But I, even I can't uh, look at myself in the face. I mean, he was the reason they had that resurgence. Uh, he still likes to turn the ball over. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not throwing them out, but it, it just does seem like the Chiefs may have their number. Yeah, and, he, I mean, look at it. It reminds me of, like, Dan Marino, you know, one of the greatest of all time, you know, and just – couldn't get it done at the end of the day. Yeah, let's know. change uh, gears here and uh, talking about Las Vegas. Got a new Glow coach Raiders. out there. Yeah, we got well, a new coach. I think we were all on the same page with Mr. Pierce. Well, you know, great. I mean, he was the last great uh, Giants linebacker. Um, certainly was a fun guy to have on the team as a player. You follow his coaching uh, journey. He's kind of been all over the place, was in the college ranks with uh, with Herm Edwards down there at uh, Arizona State. Mm. He he uh, he even, you know, and he's been around the block. And I think what really resonated with the fan base and he was genius in, in, in doing this and exposing it. But he grew up a fan. Uh-huh. And if there's one team in the National Football League that treats their players like a fraternity and their fan base is like this traveling band of pirates, it's the Raiders. And to see him start his press conference off as the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, screaming Raiders, <laughs> it feels perfect. And it feels like this AFC West division just went from a snooze fest, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, to now all of a sudden it's like Sean Payton's going into year two. We got Jim Harbaugh coming into the conference. And oh, by the way, the Raiders are going to be this wild card that's just going to, you know, they might be the Dan Campbell team, to your point, in terms of the team that's just going to outwork you, drag you out into the deep water and bite your kneecaps. <laughs> you know, let's get right into it, Ryan. Uh, I'll put you on the spot. Um, what do you got? Who do you got to win? So uh, I, I said the, the best four teams are probably here, and I think I'm more just reflecting on the fact that uh, in both conferences, it seemed throughout the season that there really was one team. And both conferences have that team left. It's the Ravens, the one seed in the AFC. It's the Niners, the one seed in the NFC. And I think starting with the Ravens, everyone sees it. Some people are willing to admit it. Um, it has been interesting how there is this media undertone of Mahomes is turning into kind of a whiny baby and more easy to hate. Uh, but, but, but you know, there's, there's that side of it. Like, you're going to feel dumb if you bet against Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in the postseason. He's only been an underdog 11 times in his career, and he's only lost uh, that against the spread once. Mm-hmm. And so it's a scary thing to go against, but this is not the same Chiefs teams we've, we've, we've had in the past. And this Ravens defense is for real. And they are going to be able to take away those limited weapons. Rashi Rice, Travis Kelsey, that's kind of all that's worked in the passing game all year. It's been a random catch here and there for other guys. But if you can't count on it, uh, boy, I love the Ravens defense matchup in this one. And then on the flip side, the Ravens have not, or the Chiefs, I'm sorry, have not been great stopping the run this year. And you saw it against the Texans, 10-10 at halftime. What do they do? They come out of the break and they say, Lamar, go get us this game. A lot more runs, a lot more Lamar running the ball. Uh, he was able to get 100 yards, which somehow was a 7-1 to long shot bet last week. And I think you're going to see a lot of the same. I think the Chiefs are going to struggle with that, and I think the Ravens are really going to flex their muscles in this game. Uh, they they seem like coach, players, everyone is is dialed in. And so I think the Ravens, to me, that's like my favorite play of the day. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to. I think they're going to take care of the Chiefs. The Niners, on the other hand, this game gave me a lot more pause. Jared Goff coming home to the Bay Area. We know that there, he's going to have upwards of 60 
friends and family members in attendance, and most of those are Niners fans. So talk about being torn. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the Niners just too much. You talked about Dan Campbell and all the grit and the toughness. Guess what? They're not the toughest team in this game still. And so I think when you get out talented and you potentially can get out toughed, we might see some of those Jared Goff two-handed panic passes and a turnover or two. I like the Niners to get it done. Lay the big number at seven, um, which is a little scary, but we've seen this Lions defense allow Nick Mullins twice to throw for almost 400 yards. So I think Brock Purdy gets a bounce back. It's not supposed to rain, so his small hand should be able to grip the ball. <laughs> oh, I actually like the Lions. Um, yeah. It's hard to root against Christian McCaffrey. You know, I feel like you just you just can't stop him. You just can't. You might as well just go to the side and let him run through because that's just what he is. That's what he does. But, you know, the Lions defense is is for real. I actually like them more than the 49ers as far as defense is concerned. But that being said, you just never know, and there's a lot of weapons. I think on both sides of the ball, the fans might have something to do with this as well. Should be an interesting, uh, uh, you know, loud you know audio sound i mean you're not gonna be able to hear much i think it's gonna be pretty big that being said though um i think it's gonna be the best game out of all of them i i think that's gonna be the most exciting one to watch honestly the ravens there's there's no way they can stop lamar jackson from running 20 30 yards i mean when you took that game and you watched that game this past week of him doing it like you first of all how do you how do you not expect that to happen but then again, you got to respect, you know, Gus the Bus and Justice Hill. And, you know, you got to expect that they're going to run it. And if they don't, then he's going to pass it. And then he uses his legs. I mean, it's just pretty awesome to see that. So I hope it happens. I think it's a great story. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, earned it. He uh, negotiated his own contract. I mean, the guy, the guy's doing it. So good for him and good for the Ravens. Um, I'm excited about it, obviously. Um, I think we're just split between uh both games but it should be fun to watch yeah and worth noting on the Ravens side uh to, to make it even worse for the Chiefs the Ravens get back all pro tight end Mark Andrews and all pro cornerback Marlon Humphrey so Ooh. certainly getting some reason some really nice reinforcements there all right here's the uh question uh who gets more who gets in the end zone first for the 49ers will it be McCaffrey Debo or Ayuk or neither I'd put all the money on IU. Really like his props this week, and he's going to have a game. All right. More to come here live on Living the Good Live Show. You heard it from Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Thanks again, man. Cheers. Cheers. I'll take off his shoes.